Broadcasting live from the tournament grounds on the plain of Eldraine, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hello everyone, welcome to episode, I don't know what number it is, of Tap Tap Concede. I don't know, like 688, let's say. Hmm. That's wrong. Hi Cam, how's it going? Very good, James. Did you know that due to the divine right of kings that any grounds on the plain of Eldraine can be turned into the tournament grounds? I did not. Neither did I. But now you all, now we all know. Yeah. That's that's exciting. I just made that up. Um, hey everyone, welcome to uh, Tap Tap this week. Uh, it's me and Cam, and we're going to talk about Eldraine, because it just came out. I pointed, for anybody listening, at a, at a pre-release kit that we're going to crack and talk about, because... It's Eldraine season, so mm-hmm. we, let's let's uh, let's have some fun and talk about Eldraine. Um, but first off, this podcast, along with all of our stuff, is uh, brought to you by you over at Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Um, Patreon.com slash loading ready run. Way to go. <laughs> you did this. And the fine folks over at cardkingdom.com. A kingdom of cards. Uh, they sponsor specifically this podcast mm-hmm. and our magic streams, and we love them and we use them, and they've been uh, helping us out for many, many years now. I think easily our longest-running sponsorship deal with anybody that we've worked with over the years. Um, as I said, we use them. We love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should, too. Make sure to type in slash LRR at the end of cardkingdom.com. That will apply the affiliate code. It means when you go through the order process and buy something, they will know that you came because of us mm-hmm. uh, and that helps us out immensely so if you are in the need for singles or sealed product if you live within the united states or card boxes and sleeves and binders and dice and all that stuff you can find over at cardkingdom.com at the end of the order make sure to say card kingdom sent me nope loading ready run sent me button please uh and you'll get one of our little fancy one inch pins mm-hmm. uh they're they're super cute i don't know what the current one says um, it's always, it's a surprise. Who knows? Yeah. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. It could be a boat. Probably won't be a boat. Cannot guarantee it will not be a boat. True story. Uh, we are recording this episode on Friday, September 27th, which means it is pre-release weekend for uh, for the Throne of Eldraine. Uh, so I hope uh, that you're listening to this. You had fun this past weekend. I hope you opened well. I hope you played well. I hope you won lots of games. Um, and... I hope you like the set. It's a fun set. Yeah. I, I have enjoyed it so far. It came out on Arena yesterday, and I did two sealed events, one that I don't want to talk about, <laughs> and the other that I'm currently uh, four games in and 4-0 with this just ludicrous blue-black control draw deck. Ooh. It's so good. I I look forward to hearing about this. Yeah, it's a real good deck. But um, we'll, we'll talk more about our play on Arena later. For now, we thought it would be fun. Um... Every time we do a pre-pre-release, obviously we get the proper pre-pre-release kits. Um, I get one too, um, but obviously I don't need to use it for the pre-pre-release, so normally I just hold on to them. But I thought I would open this one uh, this week because it would be fun, and we get to open some packs of Eldraine and go over what we think our first picks would be. We also have something that we opened, I believe, last week on the episode. We have another one of these. This is the Throne of Eldraine premium promo pack, which uh, I believe you can get via gaming at your local game store yeah the the last one we opened was super spicy okay so so i don't know maybe you want to open it at the end Uh, oh you want to open it at the end maybe that's building it up too much i don't know maybe this one won't be good it's fine it's fine there's like a garrick and stuff in the last okay we're we're gonna be i hate opening these three card packs because you can't get you should let me open it then okay Well, that was... Okay, fine. You know what, Cameron? Get out of here. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, I found a code. Ooh. Okay. Up, up, down, down. Hey, look! It's our friend, Marauding Raptor. I don't know if that's even going to show up. Um, This is from M20. Uh, One and a red for a 2-3. Dinosaur. Creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Marauding Marauding Raptor deals two damage to it. If a dinosaur is dealt damage this way, Marauding Raptor gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Seems fair. Yeah. I mean, like, overall, I mean, it's a two, three for three, which is sweet. I don't know if this... Two, three for two. Two, three for two, yeah, sorry. I don't know if this actually saw any reasonable play. Did it? I don't know. I... Yeah, 
I guess Ixal- Ixalan's gone now. Isn't yeah, it? Ixalan is bye bye. Mm-hmm. So no more dinosaurs, except for a few. Um, then we have uh, Kenrith's transformation. This is in every one of these packs. Mm. So the pack comes with three cards. One of them is always this. The card that you're seeing on the overlay is the regular version. You get a uh, pretty fancy uh, foily version. But for one and a green, you have an enchantment aura, enchant creature. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and enchanted creature loses all abilities and is green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. So Mm. it's a removal spell. It's there's the the proper version if you're watching. So it's a removal spell for their big bomb. Maybe it turns your dork into a 3-3 that allows you to swing in for lethal. Either way, you get to draw a card. Hmm. This card seems sweet, and I'm probably always going to play it in a green-based deck in Alderaan. Yeah. I mean, there's also the, uh, like, there's the white enchantment that works kind of like ethereal armor. Mm -hmm. Or is ethereal armor, essentially. Uh, Plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. Or aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus elk. Yeah. Who doesn't love elk? Uh, This was not as good. Oh. Folio of fancies. Fancy. I don't even know what this card does. I've never seen this before. One in a blue for an artifact. Player has Players have no maximum hand size. Ah, commander. XX tap. Each player draws X cards. Or two in a blue tap. Each opponent puts a number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into their graveyard. Seems like a commander card. Yeah. This seems... I honestly have never seen this card. I thought I'd seen... I'd, Swear I'd looked through the, the spoilers and known exactly what was in the set, but apparently not. Uh, this heart card seems very bad in limited, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't. Think I, I, I would... love to draw my my opponent's cards in limited for yeah. XX. Yeah, the mill that that requires you to allow to to like give your opponent a bunch of cards is a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume that there's probably some kind of uh, basically prison deck or not prison deck, some kind of. Um, you know, heavily taxed deck in commander. Yeah. That where you, your opponents don't get to play cards. That's fair. All right. And they want this. Let's keep opening packs. I like opening packs. Yeah, so do I. It's fun. You'd think after all these years and all these packs, I'd be bored of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. It's like a little rush of endorphins every time you, you uh, uh, collapse that randomness. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Garrick, Cursed Huntsman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm annoyed as the producer of the PPR knowing that we had a pre-pre-release kit with Garrick, Cursed Huntsman in it. Mm. And it could have gone to one of us, but it went to me instead. Oh, well. Uh, it's foil. It's got a date. Go, it's James. lovely. Anyways, four blue or four black green for a five loyalty planeswalker Garrick. Uh, zero, create two. 2-2 two, two black, green, and wolf, green, uh, black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garrick you control. So this is the only way on the card, at least. There, mm-hmm. there are other cards, obviously, that could get counters on your, your Planeswalker, but there's no plus ability on this Garrick. This is how you take up Garrick, because minus three, destroy target creature, draw a card. Minus six, you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus three, plus three, and have trample. So if you can you can play this Garrick, zero two two twos, and if you can get one of those things off the battlefield, specifically when it dies, so if it gets exiled, you don't get that trigger, but then all of a sudden you can get an overrun emblem. Yeah. Which is just absurd. Yeah. Like an emblem for overrun. Yeah. An emblem for overrun. Yeah. It's very good. This this card this I really really look forward to playing a uh, playing with this card in limited at some point. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah in uh, commander or whatever you play the like whatever five Garrick's deck. Yeah yeah five Garrick's dot deck. I mean I this I I love planeswalkers uh, in limited. Um, they're fun. They're splashy. You you generally feel good and win with them. And when they get played against you, you generally lose. But it doesn't happen, in my opinion, and experience often enough um, to, where it, I get burnt out on them. Yeah. Uh, um, so, like, how do you how do you beat this? 
right? Like your opponent plays this, makes it's two two really twos. hard. You can't attack it. Into protect, it really it protects itself. I, I have to believe about as good as any planeswalker in the world history of Magic has ever done, mm-hmm. because both of its top abilities protect it. Yeah, its zero creates two creatures to protect it, and even if you don't, even if you're just playing this as a six mana destroy target creature, draw a card. And if you can, by some miracle, keep it alive for that for one more turn, and then just zero it and get extra value off of this thing, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, because like, like you play, you destroy any evasive creature your opponent has. Yeah, right. And then you just pray that it survives, because then next turn you just start making wolves mm-hmm. and protecting it even more. So yeah, I, I think this is. I, I feel like in limited terms, again, in limited terms, this has to be one of the the strongest planeswalkers that I have seen in a while, and. Definitely one of just my favorite design planeswalkers I've seen mm-hmm. in a long while. So I, in the in the realm of the like four Garricks or five Garricks or whatever it would be, it, it makes me sad that the him getting the loyalty is a function of the token and not just like when a wolf, oh, when token, a wolf when dies, a, when yeah. a wolf dies or when a wolf token dies because the other Garricks also make wolf tokens. Yeah, right? but yeah. they're not the spe- They're not the wolves that Garrick really cares about. No, yeah, he's they're just like random other wolves. Yeah, there's yeah. other. Yeah, fair. All right, they're not his pack. Let's start cracking in, and maybe sort of in the back of the mind, we can we can start pretending that this would have been our sealed pool, and we can hmm. you know build around it a little bit. Moving on though. First up, we have Fortifying Provisions. It's two and a white for an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus O plus one, and when it enters the battlefield, create a food token. Um, This doesn't seem super great. Yeah, Uh, I had this in my pre-release, and I didn't play it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Eldraine is just slow enough where, like, hunkering down behind this I mean, works, yeah, but it doesn't I, really help you win the game. It just I, Well, that's the thing, is that in, in, in the again, in the little bit I've played over the last couple days, um, it definitely can be a pretty grindy format mm-hmm. um, just because of the creature matchups and because of the food. And this just makes those creature matchups even more annoying by giving yourself an extra toughness across the board. Yeah, and like, only toughness. Mm-hmm. But, but and it gives you a food token. Yeah, yeah. You know, like five one ones versus like five one twos mm-hmm. is a huge difference yeah. in terms it's of just, amount of stuff, amount amount of damage they can soak. Mm-hmm. The the white creatures in the set have very low toughness, though. Yes, right. And all the aggressive creatures have very low toughness. So I'm not sure this ever actually saves any of your creatures because there's a lot of like two ones yep right a lot of three ones i mean it makes or at least it feels like that. i guess putting this in in the night deck whether you're you're red white black white or just straight up mardu um it just gives your your knights just that little bit of extra toughness to to break through the line maybe but again i add three mana i just don't think it does enough so mm-hmm. uh moving on though we have moonlit scavengers uh this is a five six mana four five Merfolk Rogue, cast for five and a blue. When it enters a battlefield, if you control an artifact or enchantment, return target creature an opponent controls to its owner's hand. Mana so, War's been getting more and more expensive. Yeah, so years. this is a incredibly expensive, but far more powerful in terms of stats, Mana War. Um, this is actually in that black-blue deck hmm. that I mentioned at the top of the show that I'm currently playing on Arena. Uh, it's I just have the one. Um, in terms of this being at the top end, I don't actually mind it. Um, mm. I have enough enchantments and artifacts that I can generally pretty easily get get the effect off of this creature. Mm-hmm. And even at six mana, and especially because it's a four or five, I mean, bouncing, bouncing an opponent's creature is just never bad, mm. right? Um, and... It, it has proven to be working fairly well. But you're right. It's a very expensive Mana War, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Mana War is a, you know, 2-2 two, two for 2-3. Two, three. Three. Yeah. This is a 4-5 for 5 and a blue. And, you know, blue creatures don't normally get this big. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll play it, definitely. Yeah. But, like, interesting. Yep. As as famously uh, happened during the PPR, make sure you there are a couple of clauses in this. Make sure you you know you got to have the artifact enchantment. It only hits creatures and it only hits your opponent's stuff. Yeah, you yes. can't bounce your own things. So from there's under, there's like 
yeah, pacifisms. There's, there's a couple of aspects of this that you want want to make sure you're not uh, going to grizzle yourself. On I mean, that. I think I'd almost prefer this to just have be a four four and get rid of that artifact enchantment clause. Hmm. Like, just give me a one sided mana war, but make it a four four for six. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, like, and just knowing that you consistently can get that bounce effect. Mm. But I mean, you're playing a deck with, like, it seems like in Eldrain, especially, uh, you know, with, with food and everything, like, the chances of you getting to six mana and not having an artifact or an enchantment yeah. at some point oh, is yeah, pretty yeah, low. Yeah. 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 yeah I guess the, the flavor is they use the artifact or enchantment to mm -hmm. evict the other things. So I kind of like the idea that they're like, cool, a pie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, all right, moving on, we have uh, our first uh, adventure card, Merchant of the Vale. Uh, it's a 2-3 two, uh, two, human peasant for 2 and a red with the ability 2 and a red, discard a card, draw a card. Um, I mean, off the bat, I'm going to play that card. Yeah. Um, I, red like, card advantage. Well, this, is, this isn't this is card advantage. Oh, I guess Remember, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going down two cards to draw a card. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that being said, I'm still playing this guy because this is my kind of magic yeah and then it also has the adventure uh which for one and a red casts hagel uh mm -hmm. sorry just one red oh sorry uh, yes cast hagel uh you may discard a card if you do draw a card so mm -hmm. it, it has the the same essentially the same thing sorry yeah i was commenting on i thought we were talking about the adventure first but yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. His, his activated ability doesn't tap him nope he's a two three yeah not the best body but i mean i played um uh uh the the guy from Innistrad the uh the prophet yep right yeah and i remember that kind of fills the same slot although fewer graveyard shenanigans in this in this set than in Innistrad but yeah i like everything on this card i want to play this in the uh the the iron crag pyromancer pyromancer deck yeah i mean this fits super well at home in the um there's the mad prophet um this fits super well in the blue red draw two card Yep, blood draw two card deck, um, which is a lot of fun. So, mm -hmm. uh, next up, we got some pretty decent black removal in Festive Funeral for four and a black. You get an instant target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. Uh, this is another card that is currently in that blue black deck of mine, and I am a fan of this card. Mm -hmm. um, instant speed removal, especially debuff removal. Uh, I am a big fan of, obviously conditional in terms of how many cards are in your graveyard but cards get in your graveyard especially in limited right cards just end up in your graveyard so mm -hmm. and yeah and so i'm gonna play this all the time right like this is the common black removal and that that's fine yeah all right curious pair uh this is a, another adventure card for one and a green you get a one three um or and or treats to share is the adventure side sorcery uh for one green create a food token um i don't think this card is good <laughs> uh i mean just yeah it like creating a food token sure cool mm -hmm. fine whatever um i am never excited to cast a one three like yeah. they don't do anything um sure they can block and gum up the gum up the ground a little bit but but i don't think that's really what I, a green deck ever really wants to be doing no like green deck does not want to cast a, a vanilla one three for two that i mean even if this was like even if this was a one three for two that when it entered the battlefield you gained two life yeah like maybe i'd play that card now like okay so i'll take that incidental life gain but this is a lot more Mm -hmm. um and yeah just not that great so yeah i'm not impressed maybe may, maybe there's some kind of limited deck that wants this yeah but i'd rather fill it with a cart a card creature that, that does stuff agreed cam what's this one called brimstone trabucket uh-huh what's it do it's a two three or sorry a one three for two and a red it is an artifact creature wall with defender and reach you can tap it to ping your opponent to ping each opponent deal one mm -hmm. damage to each opponent it also has another line of text which reads whenever a knight enters the battlefield under your control untap brimstone trabucket so th this kind of card we've seen several times mm -hmm. the the type of card that comes in it's a wall it has defender 
um, it pings each opponent for one, and whenever you cast a spell of some sort, it untaps it. Yeah. We've seen these before. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I know it's pronounced trebuchet. Yes. But, uh, but no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I am a fan of these cards. It always gives you, especially in the decks where they sort of fit in, it feels like it gives you a little bit of extra reach. Uh, mm-hmm. And by reach, I don't mean the keyword on the card. I actually mean like reach in terms of just getting that extra little bit of damage through. Yep. Uh, uh, because, you know, red-based decks, especially these night decks, I could see fizzling out um, just as your opponent's getting down to single digits. So Yeah, I, I think playing a knight is better than playing an instant or sorcery in most of these decks, Mm -hmm. right? In a limited deck that wants to be doing this, I think playing a knight is more impactful than cramming in an instant or sorcery that isn't necessarily advancing your board state. Yeah, fair. Uh, Next up, go for it. Crashing Drawbridge. For two generic mana, you get an 0-4 artifact creature, Wall, with Defender. With the the ability, tap. Creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. So... I was not impressed when I first read this card. Then I realized that it's creatures, yep, which makes it a little bit more interesting. I still don't know if it's actually any good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of playing this card on two and then curving out in Magical Christmas Land and being like, okay, I'm going to play a three drop and then a four drop and then like a two and a three and just swing. Yep, because that sounds great. Um, but I, I think outside of that. Again, Magical Christmas Land. Uh, it's like kind of whatever. Yeah, I mean, there was the card in original Zendikar block that gave your creatures haste. It was a red wall. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is actually a lot better, but like, I don't feel that the deck that I want to play that has creatures that I want to give haste necessarily wants to be playing O4s. That's fair. Ah, Battle Rampart. Battle Rampart. Two and a red for a 1-3 defender. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. Um, Or is that that the... Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. It was reprinted in 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 Battle Bond. Battle Bond, yeah. Cool. Alright. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Next up. Tall as a beanstalk. Three and a green. You get an aura. Enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three. Has reach and is a giant in addition to its other types. Oh, it's giant growth. I get it. <laughs> uh, sure is. I don't know. I, I guess creatures in this format tend to be on the smaller side. Yeah, I, I think that the removal is pretty decent in this format. That this is an instance of enchantment auras are they're tricky right like mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside to be gained from giving your creature plus three plus three in reach uh forever um but it's just when there are there's enough removal out there that's you know stuff like baked into a pie mm-hmm. that's just four mana kill a creature this is that's not the kind of format where i want to be playing um just enchantment or is it aren't giving you like massive advantage like this yeah, turns this... a big creature into a bigger creature or a small creature into a medium creature which is great but it can just so easily die there's no trample yeah, there's no tra- there's no evasion on this so it, a one one can just block whatever this goes on all day i don't think the giant subtype is all that relevant but maybe i'm mm. incorrect but it's, it's it's a fun bit of flavor but like yeah, yeah i think we can also take a, a note from the fairy tale and note that these things die yeah yeah, exactly. All right, next up, Cam. Weapon Rack. Four generic mana, you get an artifact. Weapon Rack enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. Tap, move a plus one plus one counter from Weapon Rack onto a target creature. Activate this ability only any time you could cast sorcery. Oh, it's serrated arrows only backwards. Yeah. Um, I went up against this last night and got kind of blown out by it, to really? be honest. Yeah. Um, Again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good, um, but they were able to um, cast it and then use it for three turns and then recur it from their graveyard um, with something, I don't remember what, um, and then play it again and then use it for three more turns. And it was just like, man, every single turn, you hmm. just get to put a plus one, plus one counter on something, and that's that's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I don't think it's actually like tremendously great, but yeah, but, maybe if you're recurring this with Emery and sacrificing it. That's what they were recurring. Yeah, Emery, that's what they were hitting it with. Mm-hmm. It was really annoying. 
Yeah, like I, I think the lesson here is that Emery is good. Yes. Right? Because you can also use her with like Witching Well. Yep. And that deck sounds fun and can probably use plus one, plus one counters because it's going to be very small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, last common. Hit us up. Barrow Witches, four and a black, human warlock. They are a three, four. When Barrow Witches enters the battlefield, return target knight card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Taste the sweetness, breath for breath. Keep the balance, death for death. I ah, am, I'm down death. with this card. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a grave so, digger. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's a, a five mana three four grave digger that only hits knights. But if you're playing a knight's deck, then you're you're good to play this card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. In the same mode as uh, the Merfolk Scavengers, we've seen this effect for cheaper with fewer restrictions on a smaller body. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving into the uncommons, we have Once and Future. Uh, for three and a green, you have an instant return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Put up to one other target card from your graveyard on the top of your library. Exile Once and Future. And has Adamant, which reads, if at least three green, uh, if at least three green mana was spent to cast a spell, instead return those cards to your hand and exile mm. it. So... Cast it for three and a green, get a card in your hand and put a card on the top of your library, or cast it for one green, 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 and get both those cards into your hands. Um, I, I think this card is great. Yeah. Um, graveyard Recursion in green is always fun. Um, I am a big fan of Adamant as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it to be pretty easy to cast the things that you want with adamant and occasionally you get stuck in a spot where you can't but that's magic so sure yeah and i mean like it's worth noting that if you don't cast it with adamant you're not losing out that much because this is an instant you can cast it on their end step and Mm -hmm. just draw that card normally yeah exactly Um, set up your next turn yeah because one thing i've noticed with adamant cards is that you, you you can uh, psych yourself out with them where you you do get too intent on getting value out of adamant when maybe what you actually just need is the the yeah the, i mean it's the, the same itself. same thing can be said for adventure cards mm-hmm. like like sometimes you're you're gonna feel kind of bad about it but sometimes you just gotta cast a creature yep so. yeah sometimes the order of midnight is fine as a two 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 flyer yeah absolutely it is so uh, all right, we've got Claim the Firstborn. Uh, this is a one red sorcery. Gain control of target creature with converted mana cost three or less until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Um, obviously, we've seen many, many cards like this over the years. Um, this is significantly cheaper. Uh, it's a sorcery, but it also hits CMC three or less. Um, I don't... I mean, this is going to be one of those cards that could just win you the game uh or it could be a card that just does absolutely nothing yeah i i tend to use these cards to steal something big and i cannot do that with this yeah so i don't know i don't know yeah like there is the sack outlet of the artifact oven Mm -hmm. in this set which is fun that's fun yeah uh remember don't forget when you're done using this card to just bake that creature right into some kind of pastry. Okay. Uncommon the last. Ooh. Hey, look. Kenrith's Transformation. This card we talked about earlier. I still like it. It's still fun. See it earlier in the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, James, is there something you want to share with the class? I'm so angry right now. Oh! You can also see us talk about this earlier in the podcast. This is Garrick, Cursed Huntsman. A second Garrick, Cursed Huntsman. Come on! This is a sweet pool. Yeah, this is a really good pool. I mean, I'm happy because these are my cards. The old double I'm, Garrick. I'm sad because this would have been an amazing sealed deck for the PPR. Also, the Garrick, Garrick emblem. emblem. I don't think that's going to show if, up, right? No. Oh, hey, this. Oh, there you go. Hey. Hey. If two Garricks just like meet in the woods, what happens? They just have like a grunting off. I cannot believe that we hit Garrick in that first pack. Okay, so well, hey. you got five more Garricks in there. I, guess. <laughs> I first pick Garrick if we're doing that. Uh, yeah. If yeah. Garrick is not in here, I concur on the Garrick pick. Um, man, if Garrick isn't in here, I probably take the festive funeral. Maybe. Yeah. The bl- five mana black removal spell. Um. 
Yeah, actually, by the way, not only is yeah. not only is Garrick in there, but also some uh, from a sealed point of view, some pretty good black and green. Like yeah, you're. Mm-hmm. You're not. Uh, it's not going to be the thing where you like have two Garricks and then no Actually, black and green cards. It's not. So you've got festive funeral Garrick. Obviously, you've got Kenris transformation, which you're going to play. You're probably going to play once in future. You probably won't play Barrow witches. Um, you're not. We probably one pack in Beanstalk is not going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to play Curious um, Curious That's Pair. Cool. Honestly, it's actually just those. Four to start, which is it's not a horrible start. I mean, even if the start was just Garrick, and I knew I had five more packs, I'm still gonna lean heavy into uh, into black green. But Mm. all right, well, all right, cool. Well, we've got five more packs to open. Cool, cool game. Uh, Let's open another pack and see how this goes. All right, uh, Cam, start us off. Queen of Ice, two and a blue. You get a two-three human noble wizard. Uh, whenever Queen of Ice deals combat damage to a creature, tap that creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. It also comes with the adventure Rage of Winter for one in a blue, which is a sorcery. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. I love this card. Yeah, this card's great. Yeah, Olivia um, cosplayed as this card. Yeah, Olivia cosplayed at the PPR. Uh, it is absolutely a card. This is definitely one of those ones where I would feel bad if I wasn't able to cast a sorcery first. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just totally fine right it's a two three for three um that if it can deal some damage uh it doesn't untap so yep i am 100 down with this card love it cool card cool card ogre errant three in a red for a three four ogre knight whenever ogre errant attacks another target attacking knight gains menace until end of turn um yeah again totally fine maybe, um, maybe this is the card you want to play with the drawbridge oh yeah that could be interesting um but like drawbridge, three drop knight, four drop knight, attack, yeah, attack, get, man, get man, menace, get the menace in there. It's another attack. Yeah, so it can't be itself. Um, but yeah, I am I am a fan of this card. I will fully admit that like the idea of Mardu knights um, is what I plan on drafting for the next three months. Mm. So I feel like I'm going to play this card a lot. <laughs> also, it's Shrek. Some. Body. All right, moving on. We've already talked about fortifying provisions uh, mm-hmm. in the last pack, so we will move along to... Foreboding Fruit. Two and a black for a sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. It also has Adamant. If at least three black mana was spent to cast the spell, create a food token. Delicious uh, pair. Delicious pair. Uh, yeah, 100% playing this card. Yep. Um, playing this card. I think we actually, um, during our... Um, I missed the line, unfortunately, but I actually had the win on board by targeting my opponent with this mm. card. Yeah, which um, is an often overlooked, yeah. but, you know, frequent, like, sometimes this is a shock. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, Black Shock, if that's all it needs to be and that wins you the game, then it doesn't matter that they're drawing two cards. So always remember, target player, not just you draw two cards and lose mm-hmm. two life. Next up. Spore Cap Spider. Two and a green for a 1-5 with reach. That's it. That's yeah. no moral. I mean, I that's mean, it. I guess like it blocks flyers real well. Yep. Like blocking all the way up to four power flyers for three mana is pretty good. Yep. Um, I'm not excited to play it, but, but it probably makes it into most green decks. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Next up, we've got the golden egg. Golden egg. Everyone loves golden egg. For two mana, you get an artifact food. When golden egg enters the battlefield, draw a card. For one and a tap, sacrifice golden egg. Add one mana of any color. For two and a tap, sacrifice golden egg. You gain three life. Um, yep, sure is. I have seen, I've seen this card played in more decks than any other card. So it might just be one of those cards that. At least right now, is just an auto include in your in your sealed or draft decks because it replaces itself. Uh, it can fix your mana and it can gain you some life. Mm-hmm. Like it just might might do enough all around that it's good enough that it just gets in. Yeah. So it seems seems adequate. Yep. We've talked about this card already. Tall as a beanstalk. That is the uh, three and a green for the uh, enchant creature plus three plus three and has reach. Meh. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Moving on. Here we go. Something new. Vantress Paladin. Three and a blue. You get a 2-2 human knight with flying. It also has adamant. If at least three blue mana was spent to cast the spell, Vantress Paladin enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Um, um, God. I Like, I, uh, so a 3-3 three, three flyer for 
uh, for four mana is fine. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, like, right... That's right there on the vanilla test. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's a conditional 3-3... Three, three, and at best, and and generally speaking, it could easily be a two-two for four. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think this is all that exciting. No, I think there are much better, um, much better blue flyers in the set that you would rather play over this card. Agreed. So, go for it. Idyllic Grange, a land that is also a plains. I uh, tap add white. Idyllic Grange enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more planes. When Idyllic Grange enters the battlefield untapped, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with this cycle of lands yet. This is a, These are the common lands, the ones that um, they're pretty slow. Um, it's a tap land, almost always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you like these? I haven't really gotten a chance to play with them. I yeah. guess they really want to be in a monocolored deck. This is, like... I guess I don't feel too bad about losing out on its uh, untap clause if I just need to play this out turn one, mm-hmm. if it means I can get a two drop out on turn two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it just might be that I, I think I would only ever play these in decks where my mana base is something like 10-7, mm. and I would play it on the side of obviously the 10. Yeah. Because I don't like this card taking one of the seven slots. Because now I only have six untapped of those, and that's way worse than nine. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't know where this fits in. Maybe in some kind of monocolored constructed deck, but even there, the untap effect is pretty, pretty small. Yeah. All right, one more for you. Lockthwain Gargoyle, <laughs> for one mana, one generic mana, you get an artifact Gargoyle for, uh, which is an O three. For four mana, it has the activated ability. Lockthwain Gargoyle gets plus two plus O and gains flying until end of turn. Man, I love this show. Why hasn't anyone remade Gargoyles? <laughs> Didn't they try? I don't know. Not hard enough. All right, that's fair. IMO. Um, so you get a 2-3 on turn four, a 2-3 turn, flyer on turn four, I guess. Like, it's 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 a versatile blocker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it it slows down things on the ground, especially if you can get this down on turn one. Um, and then later in the game, you can jump it if need be, but... I'm not excited to be uh, Yeah, I'm this. definitely not super excited about this card either. All right, uh, here's a card that is kind of fun. Spine Chaser. Shine. Shine Chaser. Although, that's a very different a kind very of thing. That's a very different thing. Yeah, <laughs> very different thing. Uh, for one white blue, you get a fairy who is a 1-1. One, one. It has flying and, critically, vigilance. Well, not critically vigilance, but don't underestimate vigilance. Shine Chaser gets plus one, plus one as long as you control an artifact, and gets plus one, plus one as long as you control an enchantment. So this so. is similar to something like Curd Ape. Yeah. Or Wild Nakato. Although, like, the, the buy-in is much higher. But a 3-3 Vigilance Flyer in this format is nothing to um, nothing to scoff at, especially if that enchantment is an aura yeah. that buffs it, yeah. and the artifact is, a, is an equipment that yep. also buffs it. Yeah. Uh, this thing will be available to att- attack and block thanks to Vigilance. Certainly a build-around and certainly vulnerable to removal, which your opponent will prioritize against this. But... You know, I think the ceiling on this is reasonable. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Arcanus Owl. For four hybrid white-blue mana, you get a 3-3 artifact creature, Bird. Flying. When Arcanus Owl enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact or enchantment card from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest of the on the bottom of your library in a random order. Well, we're clearly throwing away our two Garrick <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, Golgari deck to run the blue-white artifact deck at this point. Right, of course. Um, I I dig this card. Yeah, I think this is a fine effect in this in this in the blue-white artifact deck. Yeah, even if it's even if it's only drawing you another uncommon four yeah. mana three three flyer. <laughs> Right, speaking of four mana, three, three flyers, I vastly prefer this to the Paladin, which yes. is probably why this is an uncommon rather than a common Than Cameron. a common, yeah. Um, also, incredible art. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of Clockwork Avian from Antiquities. I don't remember that card. It looked all. a bit like this, only much worse. Okay. Well, I'm curious. Paul's going to bring that one up. See what it looks like. Or maybe he's not. Cam's probably. Oh, there it is. I mean, wow, this card looked way different in my memory. I remember (laughs) opening this as a small child and thinking, holy moly, Uh, this game is amazing. uh, Maybe I was just really into dinosaurs as as a child. Yeah. All right. How far creatures have come. 
Moving on. Trail of Crumbs. One in a green, you get an enchantment. When Trail of Crumbs enters the battlefield, create a food token. Okay. Whenever you sacrifice a food, you may pay one generic mana. If you do, look at the top two cards of your library. You may reveal a permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. This seems... I have a hard time evaluating this one. Yeah. I'm going to die to this at some point after it draws my opponent's five cards. I mean, it's like you reveal a permanent card. Like, it's like... Land, enchantment, land, creature, enchantment artifact. creature, artifact. Yeah, Planeswalker, like... Planeswalker, this will find your Garrick. Yeah, I I think you... And it's like, it enters the battlefield, you get a food token. I get. I mean, you definitely want to play this in a... in a. If you're not creating a lot of food, then this card is terrible. Maybe you right? play, maybe you play but, a Curious Pair with this. Yeah. And that's your turn three play, is sacrificing the food, gaining two life, and digging for Garrick. Fair. Uh, all right, we got our rare. It's not Garrick. Oh. Stone Coil Serpent. This is an X mana artifact creature, Snake. Reach Trample Protection from Multicolor, and it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. Doesn't this, die to Garrick. This seems good. Yeah. Uh, good on turn. Good in your opening hand. Good top decked on turn, turn 10. Yeah. Uh, Considering how long some of these games can go, like casting this as a 9-9 with trample and protection from whatever your opponent is splashing. It's the fact, yeah, the fact that it has trample. uh, An X-Mana, just a single X-Mana creature with trample is pretty sweet. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so we're playing that in in my Garrick deck. I don't actually know if we're playing Trail of Crumbs in it, but it, it could be. We're definitely not playing a lot of these. We're not playing... This is actually kind of a bad... We I guess we play the spider. We play the fruit. Eee, it's not great. Yeah, we're, we're currently not, up to eight cards in our Garrick and deck. Like no, a few, nine, because we have car- two Garricks. Yeah, and two of them are, two of them are like, okay, who knows? All right, mm-hmm. we're going to do one more proper crack-a-pack, um, and then we're gonna, we'll crack the rest of the packs for uh, just to see what's in there and see if we would actually get, get the deck. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, first card is already there. Perfect. Rimrock Knight. Rimrock Knight can't block. It is a 3-1 for one and a red. It is a Dwarf Knight with the adventure. Boulder Rush. Instant. Red. Target creature gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. I dig this card. Yeah, um, I'm not a giant fan of three ones. Um, there are a lot of them running around these days. Um, it seems like it's a pretty popular power toughness combo, mm-hmm. um, especially one that can't block. Yeah, like like that's the joy. That's the nice thing about three ones is that they can trade up, uh, and this one just can't. Yeah, um, this guy is going to like hit the board. The next turn, he's going to be like Arcanite Reaper, ho, <laughs> and charge across the battlefield into a one-one. Yeah, right. Like, but I, I, I don't know about this guy personally. The art's fun though. The art's fun. I, I, I like that it comes with a with a pretty nice um, uh, combat spell. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take a combat trick there. All right. Next up is Outflank. Um, one white for an instant deals damage to target attacking or blocking creature equal to the number of creatures you control. This card is awesome. Yeah. This card, like, I I, I played it last night, and it's been played against me a few tar- tar- times, and it's always just kill a creature. Yeah. Right? So um, I think this card is pretty legit. Seems strong. I, I mean, yeah, uh, white removal for one mana. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Didn't say please. The worst named counterspell. I'm gonna get so tilted. This is why I'm not. This is why I don't play Paper Magic anymore. Yep. Because people are gonna be like, "Didn't say please." And you can be like, "Cast this, say please." Yeah. And they'll still be like, "Didn't, didn't say, say please." It's like I swear. Uh, to God. It's cancel. It's one blue blue yep. instant counter target spell. However, it also has its controller puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. Which I don't know about. I mean, like, there there is this blue-black or blue-mill strategy. I it, don't know how powerful and real it is, though. pretty real. Really? Um, okay. And it, it's re- it feels... This card, um, the two-mana 5-4 flyer mm-hmm. in blue, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it its requirement for being able to attack is, a, is your opponent has to have seven or more cards in their graveyard. Oh, right, yes. Um, and so I have both of those cards in that deck I was talking mm-hmm. about at the start of the show. Um I did, didn't say please is really good with that card specifically. I think otherwise it's just a little bit of incidental mill, and I'll take it. Yeah, like I'm not okay. going to say no to it. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Garen Brig, Garen Brig Carver. 
for three and a green, you get a 3-2 human warrior. That's it. Uh, but that's not just it. It also has the adventure Shield's Might. For one and a green, you get an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. This is awfully small for a four mana green creature. Yeah, I mean, you're again, you're sacrificing your creature side for a pretty okay um, combat trick. Not great, but mm -hmm. plus two, plus two until end of turn. I'll take it for one and a green at this point. But... Man, I really don't want to be casting a 3-2 for a 3 and a green. I like, want to I be casting a 3-2 for a 2 and a green. Remember uh, when we get a wolf for this mana? Like 3 or three and a green, you get a, a Howl Pack Alpha yeah. that does a combat trick when it ETBs, but it's also a flash creature. Yeah. Yep. So, I would prefer that guy. Yeah. That seems good. All right, next up we've got Festive Funeral. We've talked about this already, so we mm -hmm. will move right along to Searing Barrage. Four and a red for an instant deals five damage to target creature, has adamant. If at least three red mana was spent to cast a spell, it deals three damage to that creature's controller. So Five mana red burn spell. Yeah, five mana red burn spell that targets only creatures. Um, and if you've got the red mana, then you get to, you know, nug them as well. Um, and that's great. I mean, this is, this is removal at, at its finest in this day and age of magic at common. Uh, so you're probably always going to be playing this. Yeah. Cool. Beloved Princess. It is a 1-1 one, one for one and a white human noble. Lifelink. And it can't be blocked by creatures with power three or greater. Uh, okay. It's a 1-1 one, one for one. I know it has lifelink. I know you think it's good. It's probably not that good. Yeah. I mean, what world are we living in where you... No, I don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it at all. Don't like it. Got a pretty good blue removal spell here with Charmed Sleep. Um, one blue, blue, Enchantment Aura, Enchanted cre uh, enchant Creature. When it enters the battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature does not untap during its controller's untap step. Uh, this is Claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've seen this before. This is a functional reprint. It's a very good spell, and you should be playing it in your blue decks. Yeah, I would absolutely play this. Cool. Roving Keep. For seven generic mana, you get a 5-7 artifact wall with Defender, yeah. naturally. However, for seven mana, or seven generic mana, you can uh, activate its ability, which is Roving Keep gets plus two plus own, gains Trample until end of turn. It can attack this turn as though it didn't have Defender. Uh, no. no. 14 mana to be able to attack with a 7-7 seven, seven Trample? Like, no. I mean, maybe... No, and then I don't... twenty-one if you want to do it a second time. Like no, yeah, you can attack as a nine-seven. I mean, this thing blocks everything on the ground all day long, but it's seven mana, and it just seems not great. But who knows? Yeah, maybe. Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. All right, dwarven mine. Um, this is the red uh, tap land. It enters the battlefield unless you control three or more mountains. When it enters the battlefield, untapped, create a 1-1 one, one red dwarf creature token. Eh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I like this more than the... I, the white one... Was the white one plus one, plus one... Counter. Counter, or plus one, plus one till end of turn? Plus one, plus one counter. Okay, I like the white one more. Yeah, I don't think a 1-1 one, one on turn on turn four is very interesting. No. Uh, but, yeah, I guess the 1-1 one, one counter is more impactful in white. Yeah. Uh, ooh, we've got a fancy. Mm, oh, I like it. You don't have those? So this is Shepherd of the Flock. Um, we don't have the uh, the fancy adventure ones. Um, but um, while Paul's pulling that up, it is a 3-1 human peasant for one and a white. And Usher to Safety is the adventure side. Instant. Return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. There it is right there. Um, I think this card's actually pretty sweet. I certainly like this card more than the red 3-1 that we just saw. Yeah. Um, the uh, adventure is significantly better. Yeah. Uh, and this 3-1 can block. So I, I want this one. Yeah. But this is I also would. an uncommon, but uh, The art good. reminds me of someone. I can't quite put my finger on it. Weird. Yeah, but like uh, Usher to Safety is great. It'll get one of your creatures out from under a charmed sleep or protect them from like 
you know, you, you can chump block and then bounce it back to your hand as long as the other creature doesn't have trample. Yeah. Right? You're, it, it seems good. Usher to safety seems good. Shepherd of the Flock seems good. I would play this. Yeah. Uh, Burning Yard Trainer. Four and a red for a human knight. 3-3. Three, three. Trample haste. I like it already. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, another target knight you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample and haste until end of turn. This card is absurd. I want to play Ogre Knight into I mean, Burning Yard Trainer. Yeah. No, that seems great. This card is amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to play this into... Gets plus two, plus two, and yeah, I want to play... I mean, you want to play like a... a a creature before this yep obviously in the perfect world but even if you can't plus two plus two and trample ignore the haste this thing is still a beating yep i i want to live in the world where i curve ogre knight into this thing yeah fair great i love Uh, it hey look at this hey sir eleonora the discerning for three blue blue you get an a star four human knight sir eleonora the discerning discerning power is equal to the number of cards in your hand. When Sir Eleonora enters the battlefield, draw a card. Spells your opponent's cast that target Sir Eleonora cost two generic more to cast. Yeah, this is part of the blue-red draw two cards a turn deck. Yeah, and um, feels really good to play it, and so it's equal to the number of cards in your hand and to be able to draw a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this feels pretty good as a as a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Yeah, I like this card I, a lot. Yeah. It's sweet. All Seems right. good. So with people like this, Ooh. always be careful with the combat tricks. Yes. Because so you're, you're casting a card you're out of your hand. Yeah, it's yeah. constantly <laughs> checking. So, uh, Fervent Champion is a one red for a 1-1 one, one human knight. First strike, haste. Whenever it attacks, another target attacking knight you control gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. Equipment ability, equip abilities, you activate the target f- uh, Fervent Champion costs three less to activate. Uh, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, like you can. Oh God, what is the uh, the giant skewer? Is that a two drop, one in a black? Yeah, I think for so. Plus three, plus zero, and make a food token when it, like that equips to this guy for free because that's an equip three. Yep. That's that. That's a decent I mean, turn these, one, turn two play. I mean, these last three, like two cards with the burning yard trainer and champion, scream knight deck a lot. Mm-hmm. We did not get a lot. Yeah, we got another removal spell. We got, and a, we remo- got a very medium creature. On yeah, there. I don't know. This is. I'm actually. Yeah, it's getting a little concerning. I'm. I'm starting to actually be a little happier now. Okay, so we're gonna just. I'm gonna crack these real quick. Um, yeah. Could we, you imagine opening two Garricks and just not having okay. a green black pool to support and, them? Oh, I mean, this is what we're getting here. Okay, so um, looking at. Okay, so we've got Curious Paragon. I'm just looking at blue black right now. So we've got another Curious Paragon. Green black. Green black. Sorry. We've got Lost Legion, which I would play. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about it, but I'll play it. Okay, this feels good. Fierce Witch Stalker, uh, two green green for a four four with trample. Enters the battlefield, create a food token. That's yeah, going to get in. You're definitely creature light now. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prophet of the Peak, uh, six mana, five five when it enters the battlefield. Scry two. I'm probably going to play that. Feeling a little bit better. Hey, it's Deathless the green knight. knight. Got the green knight. Four two haste uh, when it. When you gain life for the first time each turn, return it from your graveyard to your hand. I'll play it. And then, ooh, we didn't get anything else. Our rare is uh, Worthy Knight. So, man, a red, white, maybe even a red, black, white Mardu Knight deck is actually looking more hmm. attainable than this green, black Eric deck. But let's see how we do in this next pack. All right, we've got a Fairy Godmother, Run Away Together, Paladin. All right, we've got the Rose Thorn Acolyte. Um, which is the Mana Dork uh, adventure card, which is going to get played. We've got the Tempting Witch. Um, enters the battlefield, create a food token. It's a 1-3 three for 3. Sacrifice of food. Target player loses 3 life. I really want her scarf. <laughs> her little weird, oh god. Her hands. Hand scarf. Yeah. Um, Wolf's Quarry. 4 green green. Create 3 one, one green boar token creatures with when this creature dies, create a food token. I would play that. Yeah, three little pigs. Yep. Uh, Smitten Swordmaster. Um, again, fits a little bit better into the Knight's deck, but I'm going to play it in this Garrett deck. Perfect. Okay, feeling a little bit better now because we finally got that bake into a pie. Mm-hmm. Two black black, instant destroy target creature, create a food, food token. This is the premium black common removal. Um, spinning Wheel. Um, yeah, I mean... It, it at least fits in the deck. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm excited to play it, but we're going to... I mean, it's one it. of the few fixing in the entire set, though. Yeah. Cauldron's Gift is a lot of fun. Four and a black. Adamant. 
if at least three black mana were spent to cast a spell, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. You may choose a creature card in your graveyard if you do return it to the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. Um, this card's yeah. very good. I'm actually feeling much more like a uh, a Jun deck with a green splash for Garrick yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, Linden, the Steadfast Queen. Three white, uh, white, white, white. Three, three, Vigilance. Whenever a white creature you control attacks, you gain one life. That certainly is not getting in here. And hey, look at this, a Foily Seven Dwarves. Neat. Neat. Uh, last pack. I don't know. I don't think we are, we're gonna get there. Unless yeah, you're getting you're getting like, split into the uh, night deck too. It's just okay. We've not got perfect. We've got a Lash of Thorns, which is a pretty decent combat trick. One black for an instant target creature gets plus one, plus two, plus one, and death touch until end of turn. Mm -hmm. We have the Rose Thorn Halberd, um, which is a green equipment. Um, when it enters the battlefield, attach it to a non-human creature. Um, plus two, plus one, and equip, ca equip cost is five, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, good, we're not playing these. Okay, we've got the Paladin. Um, three and a black for a 3-2 menace creature. It has adamant if at least three black mana was spent to cast a spell. It enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. I never, I didn't like this when it was a menace pirate. Yeah. With, uh, with, with explore. I, I'm still playing it. I like, guess. It gets in. I guess we're sleeving it up. So does ginger brute probably. One mana for a 1-1 one, one, uh, food golem haste. Uh, pay one can't be blocked this turn except for, for by creatures with or by creatures with haste or sac two and sacrifice it. You gain three life. Frequently unblockable. Um, okay. Um, okay. I mean, Flaxen Intruder is is great. Um, it's a one two for one. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it, and when you do, destroy target artifact or enchantment. And Welcome Home casts for seven, five green green sorcery, create three two two green bear tokens. It's a very weird card. It's a very weird card, but I, I'm i playing it. <laughs> I like that she's a berserker. And then we've got, I mean, we have this other, God, I think we have a pretty solid red-white knight deck mm. with uh, Sir Alan the Lion's Claw, our rare in this pack is Castle Ardenvale, um, based off of Minas Tirith, and really good. Um, yeah. Enters the battlefield, tapped unless you control planes. It taps for a white mana, and then for two white, white, tap to create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. Any card that allows you to do that, generally speaking, in limited, is quite good. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Mm. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna, sign off and then um, we're going to I'm going to sit here and build uh, the deck and then I'm going to take a picture of it and we'll attach that to description below um, so if you want to see the deck that uh, Cam can help me um, build and figure out what this looks like again click on the description below and we'll send you to a little picture link of the deck that we ended up coming up with yeah, I'm just now I'm just imagining your your PPR deck tech being like, so I opened two, two Garricks, yeah, but I'm not playing them. Yeah, yep. maybe, maybe we're in Mardu splashing green for Garrick, <laughs> like off the egg. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. You actually have a like a for the set that doesn't have much fixing. You've got We've like got some fixing. You've got the egg. You got the spinning wheel. You got the rose thorn guy. Yeah. I mean, he's green, so that doesn't really actually help you. But we can splash for him. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Tap Tap Concede. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun cracking all these packs. Mm -hmm. um, we will be back next week uh, with another episode talking about uh, something. Um, who knows? We'll find out when we get there. My guess is we will also probably announce the um, Throne of Eldraine nickname uh, submissions. Mm. Um, try to get that figured out in the next week so we can open those up as soon as possible and record that. Uh, later in October. Uh, Cam, thanks for hanging out, oh, cracking packs you. with me. Thank you for uh, inviting me on the podcast. It's it always was, a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Um, thanks to all of you. Thanks to Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Uh, again, apply that affiliate code. Go buy a whole bunch of stuff. Tell them that we came. We would really appreciate it. They're great. Use mm -hmm. them. Heart you, Card Kingdom. A kingdom of cards. And of course, all of you over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. We couldn't do any of this without the just mad support that you give us there, whether it's there or here on YouTube, on the Lure MTG channel or our normal channel or our VOD channel or over on Twitch. 
all the places where you can watch and support us we really appreciate it so thank you so much um i'm james i've he's, been cameron he's been cameron paul's over on the board heather gets these things edited and, and up so thanks to everybody and we'll talk to you again soon bye bye <laughs>